it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 87. Meet our I Heart My Life head of operations, Megan Hansel Henderson. So I'm so excited to introduce you to one of the newest members of the I Heart My Life team, although she's already accomplished more than most people accomplish in a whole year in about 90 days. So I wanted to share Megan with you today because it's so important that I start to really talk about team building because I personally waited far too long to build my team. I did have team members along the way, but I didn't have the right people in place. They were amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't actually know who I was looking for. And so I brought on some really great people, but people who weren't necessarily right for the role or didn't have the capacity that we needed them to have in order to fulfill the role completely. So Megan has been a game changer in our company, and I wanted her to share a little bit more around what head of operations actually does, because there's a lot of confusion around the title. Sometimes they're called project managers, sometimes they're called integrators, sometimes they're called director of operations. So we're going to get clear around what she actually does and how you can move forward to get this type of support in your business, regardless of where you're at today. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the show, Megan. I'm super excited for today. I'm not sure what's going to come out. Thank you, Emily. I'm excited too. (laughs) So just like I do with all of our other guests, I love to know about the success behind the story. So can you take us back and really share how you were able to move forward as an entrepreneur? What really inspired you and what brought you to where you are today? Thanks, Emily. So the main reason I think that a lot of women become entrepreneurs is from a family standpoint. At least that was my reason. Uh, Having four children, my oldest is on the autism spectrum. It has been a challenge trying to find a full-time job or trying to find the right position for me to work in. So I looked online and started, I got into social media management and digital marketing management. And from that point, as much as I loved the marketing component, being a prior manager for um, a large healthcare practice and having a lot of experience, my MBA, it just didn't seem right. I I wanted to get to that next level and I wanted to have my own business at first, but the one thing I always love to do and I always found myself doing is helping people find their next steps. They would be lost in their business and with just clarity that I don't know where it came from. It just came from within. I was able to help people and point them into a direction and reassure them in just like a 10 minute conversation of of moving into a bigger space for them. And they were so appreciative. So I actually found a program for a certification of a director of operations, which I don't think I really needed. But I think that sometimes you just want that reassurance. And you just want to know that you do have those skills. So I took the certification and um, I I found a I found did a couple of smaller jobs and I applied for your position. And here we are. I love that. There's so much to unpack in that. So before you move forward with operations and even realize that that type of a role existed, you did get your MBA. I know that at least from our interview process, you've worked um, with different companies, helping them build uh, their businesses. And there, I think there was a practice in particular that you were a part of a restaurant. Am I making that up? Not a restaurant. It was a doctor's office. Yes. 
Yeah. And I know you worked with some pretty uh, high level, crazy people like myself who are really passionate about what they do, not necessarily the most amazing communicators or people to work for because they are so passionate. And sometimes that translates into being difficult. Um, But take us back to a little bit before that time when you were deciding what it was that you wanted to do. Like, what was it that kind of steered you in the direction of corporate and getting your MBA? What was that interest that you had there? So originally when I was in college, I was actually pre-med and um, I went through chemistry and chemistry ultimately killed me. It was organic chemistry that killed me and my dreams of going to med school. So after I graduated from college, I was just kind of lost because I got a degree in economics and um, it was the easiest way I could get out in four years for a business degree. They wanted me to do all these different additional classes, which I really didn't need. And it was just the program and the school that I attended. We, or I should say, I decided that I wanted to further my education and further my knowledge. And it just seemed like that's the track people tell you to go. Uh, Back when I graduated college, everybody was going to graduate school, you know, MBA, they were going on. It was like always furthering your education. I had no idea that anything existed online. And even back then, um, when I I graduated uh, college in 2001, that there was just the beginning of this whole online atmosphere. And even through the process of me working in corporate and getting my MBA and, you know, after my MBA, utilizing those skills as a manager, I still didn't know anything about online. And it wasn't really until being or finding the freedom to work online or to find these organizations that there are businesses online. Um, Right now, as you know, I help, um, I work with you, but I also volunteer for another organization locally and I help them with their business operations and marketing. And it's just really interesting to see that these people, like every, all the learning people are doing right now, it's not formal. It's not like, let's go to college or let's get this certificate. It's people are just bringing in and listening to podcasts and taking online classes. And it's just a really neat transformation for me to look back and see where I was. Everyone was like, oh, well, you should do an MLM or you, sh- you, know, you can work from home doing that or you could just be a VA. And I wanted more. I knew I had those skills that I could do more and help more online. I just didn't know a role like this even existed. And so who was it that you first discovered in the online space that really opened up your eyes to what was possible? Um, actually, it was Rachel Peterson. I I have no idea how I stumbled across her years ago. And that's where I got into social media marketing and digital management, uh, digital marketing management. And um, I had been in a couple of other higher level courses and masterminds. And it was really when I went to her mastermind that I realized how, how much that I, what, of what I wanted to do was actually possible online, not necessarily just the digital marketing aspect, but being a manager and bringing those amazing business skills that I have online. Totally. And so a lot of this was inspired by your son and finding out his um, that he had autism and wanting to be able to work from home. So 
What people don't know about you yet, Megan, is that you actually have four kids. And I know that your son was a big inspiration in terms of you being able to work online. But was there a point for you where you thought, you know, maybe I should just stay at home, maybe I should forget this? Or did you always feel inspired to keep working for yourself? I think that originally when I started out, um, it and I actually had to quit my corporate job, I was like, oh, I can do the, the stay-at-home mom thing. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to have so much time. I'm going to get to do all these things I never got to do because I was working and it was not the case. And I think I was just a miserable stay-at-home mom. And I do not say that lightly. I, I don't want to offend anyone. But I think that there are just some people that are wired to work and there are some people that are wired to nurture. I am there for my kids. I love my kids. They know I love them. It's just, it got to a point for me where I think it was almost, I was in a depression and I was not happy with myself or how things were going. And I, I moving forward in exploring this online space really empowered me and it gave me back my vision on what I wanted to do, how I wanted to make an impact in this world on other businesses and just make a difference with people in general. I love that. Thank you for sharing that so honestly. So I think there's a lot of, you know, women who can resonate with that. And oftentimes there's from what I hear, and I imagine there's some guilt that goes along with making that decision to actually have a career or a business alongside the incredible work that you do as a mother. So was that something you had to work through? Absolutely. And I think that life is a work in progress. And no matter what path you choose, that you can learn to work with it. Um, just personally, myself and my husband, even before we had kids, we've been through a lot of things where they just did, things didn't work out the way that we planned. I was a type A personality all the way through the time that I had my son. And it was when he had autism that I realized, oh no, you know, this isn't going to work anymore. I'm going to have to be more flexible. And it like having my, my son having autism honestly changed me as a person for the better. I became more tolerant. I became um, more flexible and I, my anxiety levels actually went down if that makes any sense, because I was able to just take a ball and roll with it. And I think that's a lot of things that with, with parents in general, you get a lot of stuff thrown at you. You know, there's always something that's going on either with your child, the house, a relative, a friend. And I think finding that balance for anyone is a challenge. And for me, especially, um, I've been working with you now for over three months. And the transition for me of going from working, but like as a contractor to working almost full time has been a challenge for me in setting boundaries with my kids. So now my kids actually know to ask me, are you in a meeting um, before they come in? And it's those little types of adjustments. I think that people just need to realize that it takes time whenever you're making an adjustment in your life, regardless of what it is. And that sometimes you just, if it's something that you really want and you truly believe in, that you just need to take a step back and realize, how is it that I can get there? What do I need to support me to get there? And that's sort of what I was able to do when things kind of aligned for me. And I was able just to take a step back and say, is this what I want to do? And deep down in my heart, I knew, yes, this is what I wanted to do. 
Yeah, I love that. And so, like you said, we've been working together for a very short amount of time, only three months, but so much has happened since then. You literally joined the company before Christmas. Uh, We had like all of our strategic mapping meetings right after Christmas. Then you flew to California for our live event. We've done a launch. We planned a retreat. Like all these things have happened. And so you literally just dove in head first. So I'm curious to know, you know, you mentioned that you went through a certification program. Program, you felt like you needed that um, kind of piece of paper, for lack of a better word, that confidence that came from that. But you also were really smart in that you knew that that would open up doors and connections. So can you talk a little bit about that and how people and certain masterminds and opportunities have really opened doors for you and your career? Oh, absolutely. Um, That's actually how um, I went through Natalie Gingrich's uh, certification for director of operations. And I actually met Natalie at one of my first entrepreneurial events. And that is how that was four years ago. So it wasn't until this past fall. So, you know, fast forward exactly three years later, here I am actually physically working with Natalie. We had various interactions. We were at some of the same conferences. Um, We were never in the same masterminds. But I think that one of the things that I knew that I I wanted to learn from the best and I wanted to take it to the next level. So I didn't play big. I didn't look for the small players. I went to the people that were already making millions and billions of dollars and saying, I want to learn from you. And it was those people who kind of inspired me and that the network of the, like you want to be, you are the, you are really, and I know it's trite to say, but you are who, what is it? How do they say that? The the top five people that you hang around? Yeah, the people you surround yourself by. Exactly. And if that's where I wanted to be, I wanted that positivity because I knew I wasn't going to get that here because everybody is stuck in the corporate mindset and there's nothing wrong with the corporate mindset at all. But I think it it's more of a fact of wanting more out of your life and, and you don't get that in the normal track of life that most people are in on this in this world. You need to seek out mentors. You need to seek out opportunities to expand your mind and have a growth mindset. And that's the one thing that I think that a lot of people think in starting an online business or starting any business, they're like, well, all I need to do is I need to have the grit. And when I was in banking, I was in commercial banking. And I worked with a lot of different businesses, some that made millions of dollars and some that were just starting out. And I could tell which ones were going to go the course. And um, basically, it was because they were they were constantly evolving. They were willing to take risks, but they were also seeking out mentors. So regardless of whether you have um, a brick and mortar business or an online business, or you're even just thinking of doing a side job, you need to have somebody that can help you bring that bring you to that next level so you can mentally prepare because I was not mentally prepared. I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could work from home and balance my kids and find something that I wanted to do. I always joked, I never knew what I was going to do when I grew up and I'm, you know, back in my mid thirties, I had no idea. And I think that that's something that people really need to take a step back, see who you're surrounding yourself with are you actually playing small with yourself? Are you really taking, like for me with like operations, I love helping business owners see 
what they can't because sometimes you're too close to yourself that you need somebody else to just tell you what's going on because you have these, I don't want to say rose colored glasses on, but just sometimes you can't see your strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's for anyone. So from an operational standpoint, for me, it it was really eye-opening to once I had I went into the certification. I really just went into it thinking, okay, well, maybe I don't know everything. And you know what? This, this will be a great networking opportunity for me, regardless of it. And when I invested in it, I've totally made that investment already. I, I can't even tell you how many times over just because of that network. And it's all about like your network is your net worth. And I know a lot of people say that too, but it really is true. If I hadn't have met of all these people in these different masterminds, you wouldn't have your head of marketing right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Like other people who I've connected with in the past, they wouldn't have these amazing people working with them because of money that I've spent on myself. And I've spent a lot of money. I won't say how much, but it's, it's an obscene amount of money that most people would probably, it, I, it's more than what an American makes in a month is what I invested myself in just one year because I wanted to learn from the best and I wanted to get to the top and figure out how I can find something that I want to do. I wanted to have my own business and I wanted to grow that. So I think that people just need to realize that you're not going to be able to do that on your own, no matter, uh, even the best and brightest always have a mentor that they're leaning on. Even you have a mentor that you're leaning on and you've more than one. So I think that's something that people just, they need to realize that you do need to have that network and you need to have that mentor to really just help you tell you how it is and just, you know, be able to take yourself to the next level. Yeah. And just to clarify, I imagine you mean that you spent more than what an American makes in a year in a month. No, in a year. So I, the same amount I in personal development, I spent the same amount that an average person would probably make in the U.S. in in a year. So I and that I think that's a powerful testament to wanting to take the opportunity to invest in myself and knowing. And I mean, that's a huge risk for me to to take tens of thousands of dollars and turn around and invest it into a program. And I think that's something that people really just need to look at sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's so important to point out that you already had an MBA, you already had so much experience, and yet you were still in the mindset of of wanting more education and wanting to be a learner and wanting to improve. And I think so many people think that they're beyond that, and that they don't need to continue their education, and they don't need to learn from people because they're already more advanced than them or whatever the story is. But we find that our most successful clients are the ones who are always open to learning and receiving new information. And they always have that student's mindset. Exactly. So back in December, when you finished your certification, I know you were looking for different roles. And I know for most contractors, it's the norm for them to work with a variety of different companies. And I think that was a consideration for you as well. Did you want to have a split focus and have multiple clients? Or did you just want to work with one company? So can you take us back and really tell us how you were able to make that decision to just hone in on one business? The big decision for me, actually, I believe the universe made for me. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to work 
full time with one person. And I really needed a flexible schedule because of my family. And the more I started working with multiple people, the more I realized, man, it's really hard to be in multiple people's businesses at once and realize, you know, keep up with everything that's going on. And just how I started to approach things were um, I had a bunch of personal circumstances that I was applying to a bunch of different positions and two of them happened to be full time. And then something happened personally where um, my sitter who helps me when my husband's working, she couldn't work for me anymore. And I was worried about her because I really liked her and I didn't want to have to lay her off. And to me, that was a sign that I was like, well, now I can turn around and look for somebody for more hours. And um, maybe this is something I really need to explore a little bit more. And when I started to do that, and I really took some time, I know myself and I give my heart and soul and I'm very loyal. So for me, it became a no brainer. I'd rather just jump in and work with one person and really be able to make a difference because I find when you start to pull yourself in too many directions, that it's easy to get lost and it's easy to just kind of, you, you lose your groove. Um, and that's what they say with multitasking for every additional task you're trying to do at once, you lose 20% efficiency. So if I'm not, if I'm trying to do, you know, three or four clients at once, I'm not being efficient compared with if I'm doing one client and I'm all in, you it's a completely different experience in working with you than it was with me working with a couple of different people where I might just help them, you know, an hour or two a week. Right. And I've shared with you that I should have hired you six years ago at the very beginning. <laughs> and so now you're coming into a company that has needed someone like you for a long time. And so it's probably like you're working with four different clients. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really isn't. And I think that a lot of business owners need to realize that you need that help. Even if it's like, I know we talked about mentors and um, finding like networking, etc. But I also think it's finding the right people that are that that are able to bring you to the next level. And a lot of people would be like, "Well, okay, I know I need somebody like that in my business." And every, you're at a point where you were way past in hiring someone because you were doing it all yourself and. I really have no idea how, but you did have people that helped you, but not to the extent of having some sort of business manager or operations manager or a director of operations that was able to pull everything together for you. So then you could start to work in your zone of genius. And I think that that is something that people need to consider that sometimes if you are not a strategy expert or you're not in a place or a mastermind, or you don't have a mentor that's helping direct where you need to be and where you need to go, then you're most likely spinning your wheels, honestly. And it, I hate to say it, and some people are just very business savvy, but I don't know one person that runs any type of company, whether it's big or small, that has not asked for help in some shape or form. 
Totally. Yeah. And I think most of us, because it is fairly easy to start an online business, I'm not saying it's easy to maintain one, but it's easy to start. We learn all these things ourselves and then we get stuck in this loop of trying to do everything ourselves when we shouldn't and not necessarily knowing when to relinquish control and to bring somebody in to um, further support us in a big way. And I think for me, one of the biggest differences is just feeling like I'm no longer alone. And whenever there's challenges in the company, which there always are, you're, you have other people where you can brainstorm and you can come up with ideas. And just that piece alone creates so much more confidence in me as a business owner and also in the company and just really understanding that it's not all on my shoulders anymore. Absolutely. And I think another really big component that people don't consider is burnout. Because I think that more, more people than not actually are burnt out, and they don't even realize it. Um, it came to a point where I didn't even want to post on social media, because I was doing it for everybody else. I didn't have time to do it for myself. I didn't have time I wasn't interested in anymore. And I think that that's something that people need to consider is that when you start to get to that feeling of overwhelm and that you're having to do everything, even finding a VA that can help you for a couple of hours a week, if it makes financial sense for you, is something that you need to consider in moving forward and having a strategy in place. And not you don't always need to hire a million different consultants or contractors, but you need to at least have direction. And if you don't have that, that is where someone like me comes in that is able to actually give you that. And also in my position, since I'm working with you full time, I'm also able to give you that peace of mind when you want to take a day off or you're flying to the UK and you're going to be on a plane all day, you're accessible by... Um, email and you know you have wi-fi connection but what about if that wi-fi is down you know you don't have to worry about that Exactly. I mean, I was just thinking with everything going on with the coronavirus, I was like, if I got it, what would happen to the company? And I was like, oh, well, we have people in place who would, yeah, it would be stressful, but they would be able to do things and it's not all on me. And so that, in it, you know, in itself is worth its weight in gold. And you said, you know, if, so, if it makes sense for people financially to hire a VA, then do so. But I want to point out that hiring people is really scary. And sometimes you don't actually necessarily have the money set aside for that hire. But you know that to be in service to the vision and to make decisions based on where you want to be, you have to find the money and make the decision. Um, like all of my hires have been from that place. <laughs> I'm not saying I always want them to be from that place. But that's kind of like the way it was for me. And so if I think if anyone is listening and thinking, Oh, well, I don't have the money, like money, is your coach. And so get creative. If you know you want to grow this company, ask yourself, are you going to be able to do it by yourself? Or are you actually leaving money on the table by not hiring in this moment? Exactly. I completely agree. I think that people need to just take a, a look at your finances in a way where what... Um, there are, one of the exercises that I've run a lot of people through is how much how, how much are you worth, really? Because if you calculate the amount of time that you spend doing tasks where you can uh, pay somebody, you know, $10, $20 an hour, and you know that your, you know, your hourly rate is $50 or $100 or $1,000, 
that's something that you need to consider because you are leaving a ton of money on the table that you could be investing in other areas of your business that will actually grow your business and not doing some sort of task that somebody else might be an expert in and can do it in five to 10 minutes where it's taking you an hour to figure out how to do it. Exactly. So what would you say is the point where someone needs to consider whether they hire someone like you? I know there's multiple titles for that director of operations, integrator. Um, When would someone be ready for that role? And that's where I think even hiring somebody for just um, a strategic planning process or to come up with a, a strategic map or having them in your business for a couple of hours a week to help maybe alleviate some of the management, um, the project management, the personnel management, the hiring. Um, those are things that anybody who has experience in operations is going to have different processes for that. And everybody has their different um, areas of what they like to call their expertise. But I think that people need to really consider if, if you're looking for somebody that's going to bring you to a higher level, it's just taking the baby steps of like, okay, maybe you just need an online business manager that can help you get everything in place and keep track of things. Because if you're launching products and if you're launching services, I guarantee you that you're using some sort of person in a like online business manager capacity. Um, it may just be a project manager or a launch manager, um, but that's still somebody that's focusing on the process and the operations. So as you said, there's like many different names that you can call it. And as you start to grow, you might just have like a project manager or a launch manager, but then it gets to the point, okay, well now you've, re- you've been doing all the marketing. Now you need to bring in a marketing person or now you need to have payroll and now you need to have, um, you know, your ta- you have more, um, more financial, transactions coming in that you need examined. So you might need to hire um, more hours for a bookkeeper, like things like that. And then you have to start to oversee all of that. And that's where you get to the point of overwhelm. And you really need to consider um, hiring somebody for more hours to help take that off your plate. So you, because otherwise you will lose focus of what your vision and your mission is. Yeah, I think that's exactly, you know, the way that I felt where I I felt like I no longer had time to create content or work with clients or put myself out there. It's just I'm doing all the stuff that I shouldn't be doing. And then you do go into burnout and you do start to resent your business and you wonder, you know, why you started and all these horrible thoughts. (laughs) And um, it doesn't have to be that way. So I love that you shared the solution of having a project manager or just somebody come in for a few hours a week. It doesn't need to be this big full-time role. You just have to find the person to support you where you're at and then grow from there. Exactly. Awesome. So the final question I want to ask you, Megan, is something we ask all of our guests. What's one way you would recommend people create a life better than their dreams? One way I think to create a life better than your dreams is to take that risk and to take that chance and really believe in yourself and believe in your confidence. Um, if you're lacking that confidence, find someone that can kind of, you know, be your cheerleader. But I think that that's the biggest thing for me is that you need to take that risk and do it without that risk. You're not going to have your dreams. 
Yeah, you know, they don't call it work for nothing. Every, you have to work in order to get your dreams. And in order to create that, you're going to have to take some risks. Yep. And teamwork makes the dream work, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm learning. Awesome, Megan. Well, thank you so much for your time. Super grateful for you sharing your story. I know that a lot of the moms out there and future moms will be inspired by that aspect. And also all the people who, you know, maybe are running their own business and realizing, wait, I want to actually help somebody else do that. I want to be more behind the scenes. And I know I have this innate talent and ability to see the missing parts or pieces and really help someone reach their goals. I know that those people are going to be inspired. And maybe for people listening, it's the first time that they're hearing that this type of role exists. So I know there's a lot of nuggets that people are going to get from you sharing your story and being being here today. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share my my role and how I've been able to help you and in my journey because I think I'm hoping that it can help a lot of other people. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. I hope you loved today's episode. One of the things I wanted to definitely mention is that if you're interested in learning more about finding your own operator, definitely go back and take a look at episode 75. This is where I actually talked to Natalie Gingrich. She's someone who was mentioned in this episode. She's the woman who actually certified my operator. So go back and listen to that episode because it's definitely a juicy one. And make sure you subscribe to everything I Hurt My Life show so you were the first to hear when new episodes are released. And if you love today's episode and you know somebody needs it out there, go ahead and share this with them or share it on social media and tag us at I Heart My Life Now. Finally, Megan is one of the amazing coaches within our I Heart My Life Mastermind. So if you want to be a part of our world, do deep work on yourself, on your mindset, and also grow your business, definitely go to iheartmylifebooking.com and book a call with our team to learn more about what we have available to support you in achieving huge results in your company this year. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.